Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator Jero Overo will not be the next head coach in Seattle, but that does not mean he'll stay on as the D.C. here in Carolina. We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show, either at me or DM me, but follow me first on Twitter at Julian Council to get your questions in for the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply it was a very newsworthy day in carolina on wednesday jero averro will not be taking the seattle seahawks job as they have hired mike mcdonald the former baltimore ravens defensive coordinator as their next head coach the carolina panthers have a newly named executive vice president of football operations there's some staff hires that became official on tuesday night a lot to get to on today's show but let's start with jero averro there are plenty of questions of who is going to be on Dave Canales' staff. There was never too many questions on offensively who was going to be retained by Carolina. They always the answer was going to be nobody because the offense was god awful last year. But defensively, that's where the real question was for the Carolina Panthers. Could they keep a Jero Averro? Which is what David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner here in Carolina, wanted to see happen and still wants to see happen as a Jero Averro is under contract here in Carolina, which is an important thing to understand as we're having this conversation on today's show. A Jero Averro interviewed for the Panthers job, the Falcons job, and the Seahawks job, and did not get a single one of those jobs. Matter of fact, the last... Two years, he has interviewed for eight openings and has gone 0 for 8 trying to get those jobs, even though he's put together a top 10 defense in many categories. In Denver, he had a top five defense and total defense here in Carolina this past season, despite all the injuries that we saw to players like J.C. Horn, Shaq Thompson, the secondary of Von Bell, Xavier Woods, a litany of injuries, and yet... Players like Alex Smith stepped up, Deshaun Jameson stepped up, Troy Hill stepped up. The defense was able to go out there and be competitive while the offense floundered week in and week out. Jero Averro, no doubt, is an excellent defensive coordinator, and he is highly thought of around the league, as highly thought of to the point where he's been able to interview for some of these jobs. Hasn't gotten them. He got second interviews here in Carolina and in Atlanta. And in Seattle, didn't get the jobs, but at least he advanced into the position of a finalist for those three jobs. But now the question is, does he stay here in Carolina? 
Well, you would think he's under contract, making just over $3 million per year. His contract does not end until, I believe, after the 2025 season. The Panthers don't have to allow him to go anywhere else. He can stay here and continue to be the D.C., keep some continuity on that side of the ball. Now, that argument as far as keeping continuity went out the window when the Carolina Panthers decided after 11 games, Carolina Panthers being David Tepper, decided after 11 games to fire Frank Reich. So once you fire the head coach... Any sort of continuity that you were hoping to keep here, well, that is certainly in flux, even if it's on the defensive side of the ball where that unit was successful. So will he stay in Carolina? Joe Person of The Athletic reported on Wednesday morning, the situation with defensive coordinator Jero Vero remains unsettled. Vero interviewed twice for the head coaching position with the Seahawks, who, of course, now have announced Mike McDonald as their head coach. The Seahawks commanders both plan to meet with Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, but he is not going to be taking a job. It was only a couple weeks ago that the Athletic mentioned a possible pairing in Carolina of Vero and of Ben Johnson, who had the same agent, of course, Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. But now there's a sense in NFL circles that Averro is more interested in pursuing defensive coordinator positions elsewhere than returning to the Panthers. Averro has overseen top 10 defenses the past two seasons on bad teams, including the 2-15 and Panthers in 2023. It's not a stretch to suggest his head coaching prospects would be better with another team, but he's still under contract with the Panthers, who have blocked Averro from interviewing for defensive coordinator jobs with the Jaguars the Dolphins, and the New York Giants. Currently, Jacksonville has a new D.C. in Ryan Nielsen. The Dolphins, who have watched Vic Fangio leave, I don't think it's been announced yet, but in all likelihood, it's going to happen. He's going to be the next D.C. up in Philadelphia, and the Giants want to hire a D.C. by the end of this week, according to the New York Post. So Jacksonville, that's off the board. It looks like the Giants are about to be off the board. Miami's still a possibility for a Jero Vero if he is given permission to seek a job elsewhere. Currently under contract, making over $3 million per year, according to The Athletic. That's a pretty doggone good salary for someone who is looking for another opportunity elsewhere. If he is having to stay here in Carolina, he's me well compensated. But do you want a coach to stay here under a new coaching staff and a new head coach who is trying to build a new culture do you want someone who doesn't want to be in the building, in the building? Now, certainly as a Panthers fan, you look at what the defense looked like and you look at some of the pieces coming back next year, or potentially that could come back in a Brian Burns and a Frankie Louvu and what this defense could look like if they were actually healthy after seeing what they looked like this past year when they weren't healthy. And you can start salivating at the prospects of that. Dave Canales getting Bryce Young to play competent to above average football in his second year in the NFL, getting true receivers on the outside that have speed and can create separation and make plays after the catch, that gets you excited about the prospects in Carolina moving forward. But it's not a guarantee to happen. The Panthers originally weren't allowing Chris Tabor to interview for special teams coordinator jobs elsewhere until they hired a head coach and figured out what the situation would be. Now Chris Tabor's no longer in the building. The same case was with Sean Jefferson, who according to CBS Sports' Josina Anderson is going to be taking the New York Jets job, and that one was surprising considering how bad the wide receiver core was this past season, but it has to be understood that Sean Jefferson is a widely respected wide receiver coach in the NFL, which is why it was a coup when the Carolina Panthers were able to hire him a part of that rock star, all-star coaching staff that we touted all off-season long that then fell flat on its face in this 2-15 and season that we just watched. For me, 
first and foremost, this decision should be Dave Canales' decision. I've had plenty of Panther fans come out and say that guys like Campen and Tabor, who were foisted upon Frank Reich, and maybe that's not fair when it comes to Chris Tabor, who the NFLPA just ranked as the number two special teams coordinator in the NFL. But let's not forget that David Tepper wanted those two individuals to be with Frank Reich and on this staff this past year. And let's also not forget the Hunger Games mentality that played out this past season because there's someone, maybe James Campen, who was reporting back to David Tepper in sowing division, and that was deteriorating the culture that was trying to be built in Carolina but never got off the ground because of the infighting and the issues that we saw on the coaching staff, in particular on the offensive side of the ball this past year. You can't have that. So I thought it was the right decision, as I told you the other day, to move on from Tabor, to move on especially from James Campen, whose unit was the biggest disappointment this past season, arguably. Maybe it was the quarterback play, maybe it was wide receiver play, but certainly the offensive line, which we felt like was fixed, was god-awful and let everyone, no one more important than Bryce Young, down this past season. But do you need to keep someone on your staff who is looking for another opportunity elsewhere? Ajero Vero clearly wants to be a head coach, but he clearly also wants to go somewhere else where he feels like may give him an opportunity to be a head coach. The Packers and the Rams, coached by Matt LaFleur and by Sean McVay, those two head coaches have experience with Ajero Vero. Those two teams also are looking for a defensive coordinator. If you're the Packers, as good as they looked with a young football team this past year and blowing that game against San Francisco, hell, they win that. Maybe they're playing in Las Vegas next week. Who knows? We'll never know. They get a competent D.C. in there, an excellent D.C. in Jero Rivero. They're looking like a team that can compete for the NFC Championship next year. The Rams, kind of the same case. They lost Raheem Morris, who they helped get a job, and I think that's probably something that's going to be attractive with Jero Averro. You have a owner right here in Carolina, and a lot of owners are doing this across the league where they're blocking their well-thought-of staff members from going to interview for lateral jobs, especially until they can figure out what's going to happen moving forward with their next head coach. But David Tepper is not going to be out here trying to help Jero Averro get a head coaching job. He's not going to do what the Rams did, where they were all in on getting Raheem Morris a second opportunity as a head coach in the NFL. If I'm a Jero Averro and I've seen how that worked out in L.A. and having worked with Sean McVay and knowing that that's probably going to be a winning football team where the Panthers are not going to be competitive again next year. Yeah, for my long-term career goals and aspirations, I would want the hell out of Carolina as well. He also made the conscious decision to come here to Carolina last offseason. Not sure what the sell was other than, of course, the money was good, but that did not work out for him, and he's in a position where he may be, as he's already been, blocked from going somewhere else. That's what Tepper would like to do. And I don't know what David Tepper sold Dave Canales on. Was Dave Canales sold on, hey, you're going to come here? You're going to bring your offensive staff, and then you already have a ready-made defensive staff that has an excellent coach in a Jero Averro who could potentially get a job elsewhere, but if he doesn't, he's sticking around here. Or was Dave Canales told that he has the full autonomy to go out there and to hire whoever he wants on his coaching staff? You need to have people who are on the same page. I know the infighting was not on the defensive side of the ball last year, but you still do not want to have a coach on your staff, as good as he may be, who truly doesn't want to be in Carolina and wants to explore other opportunities. Now, how attractive would the job be if Jero Vero leaves? We'll see. I would imagine that Dave Canales and the reports have been that he was going to lean on his Seattle 
experience to bring in some staffers hasn't really done that so far. Brad Idzik, who's supposed to be the offensive coordinator, followed him from Seattle to Tampa, has now followed him to Carolina. He hired four other staffers from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff. We'll get to those here momentarily. You would have to think that spending 13 years in Seattle under Pete Carroll, that there's somebody that he could get to be his defense coordinator from that Pete Carroll tree. I'm not overly concerned about that. I would love for Rogero Vale to stay, but if he doesn't want to be here, then let him go. Dave Canales should have the decision to keep him. If Dave Canales can meet with Rogero and he can convince him to stay and that's just the right situation, then great. But if Dave Canales feels like it's not the right situation, it's bad for the culture, and that he can get somebody else to come in here and to win with this unit, and I'm pretty sure if you have Frankie Louvu back, you have healthy Shaq Thompson, you have healthy Brian Burns, and you know Dante can stay healthy if he sticks around, J.C. Horn, the rest of the secondary if Woods and Bon Bell – I feel like this is still going to be a very good unit or a good to very good unit next season with or without Gerald Vero. And that's not to undersell what he was able to do this past year. He was excellent. He is excellent. And he's deserving of a head coaching job. But let the man go somewhere where he's actually getting an opportunity to be a head coach because this is not going to be a team that's going to win anything next year. And the last thing you need is a coach upset not wanting to be here and that hurting the culture that you're trying to build with Dan Morgan, with Dave Canales, and now with Brant Tillis and everyone else that's staying here in Carolina. We'll see how it works out, but would not be surprised if he's out the door and he's in Green Bay or Los Angeles next year as their D.C. The Panthers have made a hire as the front office restructure continues. Brant Tillis, come on down. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As we await the future for Panthers defensive coordinator Ajero Avero, we now know the future for Brant Tillis. The team here in Carolina has officially hired former Chiefs executive Brant Tillis as their new executive vice president of football operations. Football executive team will be led now by Panthers president of football operations slash general manager Dan Morgan. Tillis will be responsible for all football administration and non-coaching matters related to operations, equipment, video and analytics among other areas he will also lead player contract negotiations compliance with the nfl collective bargaining agreement and league rules salary cap management and maintenance and labor administration tillis who was kansas city's lead contract negotiator the last couple seasons adds an analytical approach to the cap and contracts to a mix of experienced personnel men as they move forward alongside new head coach dave canales this has been a move that we have expected for well over a week, maybe even two weeks. 
Brant Tillis was requested to interview for the general manager job, but there was always the thought that he could come in in a higher role here in Carolina to handle the cap and that the GM job would be split between Dan Morgan, who has the official GM title along with president of football operations, but he would handle personnel. They would bring in somebody with an analytical cap contract background to come in and to handle that side of things for the Carolina Panthers. And we've known from the very beginning with David Tepper when he was out there looking for a new head coach, looking for general manager, that he was interested in analytics. Didn't seem like Marty Herney was one of those and really feel like Scott Fitterer was fitting of that role. But now we see that Brant Tillis, who's been on his radar since 2021, when David Tepper decided to hire Scott Fitterer. And you can only wonder what would have been for the Carolina Panthers had Brant Tillis been hired or been if he wanted to take the job. I don't know how that played out, really, but had he been hired back then, what are the Carolina Panthers' last couple of years? Are they 14-37? and 37? Are they a team that's competing for a Super Bowl? We'll never know, but now he's here in the front office restructure. It's fairly encouraging from that standpoint. Dan Morgan hire, we talked about it last week. We can continue to talk about it. I'm just hoping the best for Dan. I am still wondering... And, okay, it wasn't an attractive job. We understand that. They don't have the number one overall pick, and that's not a pick, as I've said multiple times, that I needed that the Panthers should have used. It's a pick that they should have traded to get more picks. What the Panthers need are cheap, young, inexpensive, which is the same thing as cheap, basically saying the same thing twice, good players. They need good players, and they need more bites at the apple when it comes to the draft. They have not done a good job drafting, and until they start drafting better, the Panthers are going to continue to suck. That's just the reality of the NFL. You want to build to the draft, fill some holes via free agency. They try to fill and build the team every year through free agency, and where does it get them? Five wins, seven wins, two wins. That just cannot be how they move forward. So it's still confusing in a way how you can hire a search firm, which is not confusing me, I guess, because I did say from the beginning, it, it doesn't matter. David Tepper's going to make whatever decision he wants to make. It's just is a little bit amusing and confusing and befuddling, which is kind of the same thing, to go out there down the hall and hire Dan Morgan. And the writing was on the wall when you hear the reports that Dan Morgan was acting as the general manager in Carolina. He was sitting in on the head coaching interviews along with Cole Spencer, along with Adrian Wilson. And you wonder what their futures are in Carolina. They feel pretty secure if they're able to sit in on a vitally important decision for the Carolina Panthers moving forward when it came to the head coaching search. Dan Morgan's here and he's a GM. You're just going to have to accept that. I've certainly accepted it. I've not really hated the decision there because it's not the most attractive general manager job out there. And David Tepper having to deal with him, that is not something that I would want to sign up for as a head coach or as a GM. Sure, the money is great, but this may be your only opportunity. You don't know if Scott Bitter is going to have the opportunity to be a GM. I'm pretty damn sure that Matt Rule is never going to be a head coach in the NFL again. Frank Reich, he said he's done. You don't want it to be a graveyard of GMs and head coaches, which it's been the last couple of years. That's why it was not the most attractive job, but he is somebody that understands the inner workings of the organization, that is, and Dan Morgan. He's seen what's gone wrong, and we have no idea whether he was in agreement with all of the decisions the Carolina Panthers made. Now, we do know from Mike Kay's reporting and talking to Dan Morgan last year that he was all in on Bryce Young, which was important. That's why Dave Canales is here. Dave Canales is all in on Bryce Young. Dave Canales wants to work with Bryce Young. He wants to do what he did for Geno Smith and for Baker Mayfield the last two years for Bryce Young moving forward in Carolina. Those are the people that you want in your building. You want a Brant Tillis in your building who has experience 
in, in Kansas City negotiating a high-priced quarterback contract. Now, I don't think Bryce Young's ever going to get that much money, but still, it's going to be something that if he's able to turn things around here the next two years with Dave Canales and they become a playoff team, he's going to get a lot of money. That's just the nature of the business of football nowadays, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. they got to figure out what to do with Brian Burns, with Derek Brown, with Frankie Louvu, a ton of these players. It's important to have someone who's coming from a winning organization that decided to part ways with Tyreek Hill and are still in the Super Bowl. They went last year and won it. Now they're back again. They drafted Rasheed Rice. They have Travis Kelsey. And then everybody else out there, it's kind of like, oh, man, is this really going to work out? And to work out the deals of Chris Jones – you, you have to love Brant Tillis coming to Carolina because of what he's been able to do with that front office. Not as a lead role, but as far as contract-wise goes, being able to help the Chiefs build a team still good enough to get to the damn Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes getting paid all that money. That's so important for teams. Buffalo, they have a lot to figure out this offseason with their cap and with Josh Allen's cap number going up and a bunch of older players that are going to be leaving and then trying to rebuild that roster. They're still going to be competitive. They have Josh Allen. He's a great quarterback. They got McDermott. They're going to be fine. But still, it makes it more challenging when you have a high-priced quarterback. A lot of teams in the league, and that's the problem that you want to have. You want to be in a, in a position where your quarterback's making a ton of money because that means you have a good quarterback, but it also makes contract negotiations a little bit more complicated and retaining some of your key players on your roster harder. And having Brant Tillis, who has experience doing that the last couple of seasons in Kansas City, now stepping into an executive VP of football operations role and hopefully being able to keep Tepper away from the football personnel side of things with Dan Morgan, that is exactly what you want to see from the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are now moving forward with Dave Canales as their head coach, Brant Tillis as their EVP of football operations, and Dan Morgan as their president of football operations slash general manager, and then we'll see where everything else goes. I saw someone out there on Twitter the other day who writes for Cat Cra- uh, Cat Crave blog that was asking, have any scouts been fired? The scouts are like down in Mobile right now. The scouts haven't even given their reports pre-draft. They haven't had the scouting combine. Those guys are still working. Like that job is still happening. Most of the work has already been done. But until they give their pre-draft evaluations, and these are the people that have been working under Dan Morgan, who developed the scout, who was leading the scouting department the last couple seasons, y'all. Don't forget about that. Until they have those evaluations, until the draft happens, don't expect any changes there. Now, post-draft, we'll find out how many of those area scouts were Dan Morgan's guys and how many of them were Scott Fitterer's guys and what kind of changes are made there. But as far as the front-facing changes, new head coach, new EVP of football operations, New GM slash president of football operations. Those are the three that are hopefully going to turn things around here in Carolina. And that is the power dynamic and structure that David Tepper has decided to go with. Will he allow them to do their jobs? Well, that is the question that everyone here in Carolina is waiting to have answered over the next couple of, well, I guess weeks and months with the draft coming up, but the next couple of years as well. Well, Dave Canales is continuing to put together his staff. There was some staff hires we talked about yesterday, but then there was some more that came out right after I had recorded the podcast. So we'll get into some of those here in just a moment. 
on Locked on Panthers. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry with the basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Price Picks is really simple to play. You you can make your picks, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. It's that easy, y'all. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The beauty of recording a podcast is that oftentimes when you record an episode, things you talked about become pretty irrelevant because the news comes out right after then. And that's what happened on yesterday's show as we were discussing Dave Canales' coaching staff. There were a couple of hires that were made, and then there were a couple that I did not discuss that were announced at the same time as the hires that were reported by the Carolina Panthers on Tuesday evening. But the show goes on, and this is why... I'm putting out this episode on YouTube on Wednesday night and not waiting until Thursday as I've been a little bit behind as far as when I put them out this week, but I'm going to put this one out on Wednesday night as there's things like a Jero Vera we talked about, things like, of course, Brant Tills being higher that we talked about, some pressing things I want to get out there before, well, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning when Dave Canales and... Dan Morgan are officially announced here in Carolina as a new head coach and now president of football operations slash general manager, respectively. Want to get this out there so y'all check this out before that, what we've talked about so far, does not really matter. And my hope is that I have not recorded this and that Jero Rivera comes out here and says he's gone or he's staying. Let me check my uh, feed. All right, we're good. Oh, wow. Well, okay. So Jero Rivera will not be the new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers because Jeff Halfley, the head coach at Boston College, and this is not that surprising in a way because Jeff Halfley has been somebody who the NFL's had on their radar the last couple of years. He was at Ohio State, oh, sorry, the Ohio State University before taking the BC job, which is an extremely difficult job uh, being in the ACC, and we'll see where the dynamics of that are going to be moving forward when it comes to um, the NFL, or sorry, college football, and NIL is obviously difficult at BC, so he is leaving, and that is tough for Boston College as, well, now all their roster, their players can all transfer, and of course, it's February, well, January 31st, we're going to be February, probably when a lot of you watch or listen to this. So, yeah, that would not be an option now for Jero Vero. So that keeps the door a little bit more shut when it comes to him leaving. I still believe Dave Canales should have the decision to make. And if he feels like Jero Vero does not want to be here and that's not going to be good for the culture he wants to build and the staff, then let him go. The Rams, who have not hired somebody as of Right now, me recording uh, at 625, Wednesday, January 31st in the year 2024, that that would be the spot I would think he would go. So we'll see how that works out. But the hires that were made yesterday that were announced right after I got off the show are the Carolina Panthers bringing in assistant head coach slash running game coordinator Harold Goodwin from the Buccaneers. He has a couple of Super Bowl rings, which is great, uh, with his time coaching the offensive lines in, C- in Pittsburgh and in Tampa 
The team has also agreed to terms of running backs coach Bernie Parmalee, wide receiver coach Rob Moore, and offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. Parmalee and Moore both played in the league. Parmalee, matter of fact, was just fired recently in Jacksonville after that offense just completely face-planted at the end of the season. So that's a curious hire. Uh, Moore was with the Tennessee Titans for six seasons under former coach Mike Vrabel. You look at the Titans wide receivers the last couple of years. Nuke Hopkins had a big year uh, as the only option there. But still, that was impressive to see what he was able to do after there were some questions of how effective he would be after a couple of injury-plagued years and getting up there uh, past the age of 30. A.J. Brown was excellent when he was there. Uh, But, man, they've struggled at wide receiver. And I think it's really been more of a talent issue than a coaching issue. But that's maybe not the most um, encouraging hire when you consider the wide receivers that have been playing in Tennessee the last couple of years. But he does have experience, and he's coming over from a team that was pretty effective the last couple years winning football games, especially on the ground. He is, I would imagine, probably really good at coaching receivers to block well. That's what Tennessee's been doing. Gilbert worked alongside, go to win the Bucks for the last five seasons, going to be the offensive line coach here in Carolina. Those two coming over, that's big, considering the Bucks have had a solid offensive line. They had some issues the year prior, last year Tom Brady, because of the injuries to the offensive line. That's a team that's won a division three years in a row. That's a team that has won a Super Bowl not too long ago. And the Panthers' offensive line has been a recurring issue here, no matter who has been the offensive line coach. All the time I heard about how great of an offensive line coach John Masco was, and every single year the O-line sucked. We talked about James Campen. It looked like year one he had to figure it figured out. Year two, they were terrible. Also, he was a snitch. You can't have him in the building. My hope is Goodwin. And Gilbert coming over from Tampa, having worked with Canales, having respect for Canales to come follow him to Carolina, that they can get this unit playing at the level that the Panthers need and any team would need in the NFL to actually be a competitive football team week in and week out on Sundays. And the reason Canales is able to bring the two of them over is because the Bucks coaching staff, a lot of those guys are under expiring contracts. They were wondering the family that owns the team there, uh, whether they were going to keep Todd Bowles, if this was going to be a successful venture, and it was successful the last two years as they've gone to the playoffs, but especially this year as they were able to win in advance, and Baker Mayfield looks like he's going to be their guy in the interim. I'm not going to say long term, at least for the next year or two. Baker Mayfield, whenever that contract comes out, will likely be the Bucks' starting quarterback, and Bowles got things some got some things figured out. These coaches, they now have an opportunity to go elsewhere, and they're following Dave Canales. That's a good thing for the Carolina Panthers. That two coaches that had not spent a ton of time with Dave Canales decided to come follow him. And I'm also thinking that the money is pretty good. He's got a six-year deal. We saw last year David Tepper was willing to spare no expense to bring in the all-star coaching staff that failed. I'm willing to bet he's going to spare no expense again this time around to bring in some coaches that can help out this team and really get this project off the ground, unlike what occurred this past year. And another report, not even a report, but another announcement in that from the Panthers, uh, the team has informed passing game coordinator Parks Frazier that he will not be with the team. Yeah, well, Frank Reich officiated his wedding. We knew this was going to be the case. It's unfortunate. His wife, formerly known as Caroline Can, was the team reporter for a season before moving back to Indianapolis to be with her now husband, Parks Frazier. Unfortunate for her and just for their family to not have things work out in Carolina. Wish him all the best. Wish things would have worked out better. I'm sure he's got a bright future as he has been a play caller before and he'll land somewhere else. 
and hopefully things will work out. But did not work out here in Carolina. Panthers have not announced Brad Idzik yet as their offensive coordinator after announcing those four hires, announcing the hire of Brant Tillis. Uh, and here's one thing to understand, too, with the Rooney rule, because that, I think, may be what's slowing down this process, as I've only seen the Panthers – talked to one external minority candidate in 2021 the nfl approved changes requiring every team to interview at least two external minority candidates in person for open head coach and gm positions and at least two external minority candidates in person or virtual for a coordinator job marcus brady formerly of the colts think he's been with the eagles last year he is a minority candidate he was the oc in Indianapolis under Frank Reich. They requested to speak to him. I also saw them try to request to speak to the offensive line, not offensive line, the quarterback coach up in Cincinnati who was not a minority candidate. From my understanding, maybe he is. Um, So it's possible the Panthers need to check a couple boxes there before they can officially announce Brad Idzik. But Brad Idzik is going to be the OC. And this is kind of the reason why, while it's a well-intentioned rule, it can be a waste of time as... Dave Canales, in a situation as a head coach, he's going to want to bring along his guy to be his OC. And can you really blame him? No. Uh, you would do the same. I would do the same. And I'm not sitting here saying that it's wrong. But it's just one of those things you got to check on the NFL. Okay, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Patriots podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where on Fridays answer weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to get those questions to me now. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And tomorrow I'm thinking maybe around noon I may go live and just react to what Dave Canales and Dan Morgan had to say at their introductory press conferences. Not like they're going to say anything that's going to be that exciting because the only thing that matters is actually winning games. But I figured why not have a reaction show after that. So I think we're going to do that. And then I still would like to get the mail back out to you on Friday, but no promises. <laughs>